What is happening, my friend? Coach Brad here, and I just wanted to let you know real fast that these episodes are experimental and a little different than what you're used to. They're career consults Nick Howard did for free to aid folks along in their poker journey. They ended up turning out so chalk full of value and dripping with greatness bombs that he wanted to share them with as many folks as possible, so I gladly agreed to help him spread the word on Chasing Poker Greatness. If you love these episodes and find them especially valuable, please let me and Nick know and we will continue to collaborate in this format in the future. Also, as somewhat of a spinoff from Nick's career consult idea, I've created a similar offer for you in aspirant episodes of Chasing Poker Greatness, where you and I have a heart-to-heart discussion on your specific poker situation, and we come up with a plan together so that you can progress and move forward with more clarity and purpose. If this sounds like something you desperately need, head to enhanceyouredge.com slash guest and book your poker career coaching session today. The price is $100 and the session will last 1 to 1.5 hours. One more time, that's enhanceyouredge.com slash guest. And now, on with the show. legendary champions next generation stars and tireless ambassadors of the game sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt this is chasing poker greatness with your host brad wilson i currently do have a, a steady job but I've been trying to get into the, uh, you know, the poker landscape, the poker game. I've been playing, I guess, recreationally for now for about, I would say, 10 years total. Um, started off really, really low. Uh, I've been able to get to, I've played as high as, as 5'10", but, but that was mostly just taking shots. Um, I typically hover around the 1-2 the and 2-5 realm for the most part. Um, so. I mean, I've, I've wanted to transition to playing more, uh, I guess if you want to call it professionally, for, for quite a long time. But I just have uh, I have some apprehension about it because I've, 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 I've obviously never done it. So I'm not sure what to expect. And I'm, I, I think that the, you know, once you start doing it professionally, the, the pressure becomes quite a bit more uh, as, it, as it is now where I don't really use it as to you know, to pay the bills and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm not sure I could handle it because I don't do so well when I do have the occasional downswing, although they're not, they're not all that often, but I don't do well when they do come around. All right, Nick, one minute into the call. What are you picking up on so far? Super common spot that anybody who's semi-professional finds himself in. The two things I'm noticing are that he's framing it as a black and white decision, whether or not he wants to sort of go all in on poker. That's a typical blind spot. I think that's caused by fear, emotion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Matt Hunt and I did a lot of work on this idea amongst professional poker players. We call it binary thinking. Someone's framing something in black and white when the solution usually is more in the gray. The second thing I'm picking up on that's 
going to affect how I find an entry point is that he's saying he doesn't do well when he's on a downswing. So I'm sort of depositing that into my, my mental piggy bank. And um, what does that mean to you? Yeah. That that he should probably take a lower volatility approach if he wants to, if he wants to have an approach that's sustainable, it needs to be a lower volatility. Whereas a guy that had a higher risk tolerance, I could give different advice to. I agree. All right, let's jump back back into the conversation. So um, I think my biggest problem, if I if I had one, is like I said, the, the apprehension piece is a big is a problem, and I think the second one is just, you know, with the, with with the way the game seems to be headed and and all the the GTO mindset and and all the solver type stuff, I just. I don't know if I don't physically grasp, if I don't grasp it correctly or what, or I just don't, I just, I'm not studying. I'm not, I don't know the right study method because it's just not sticking with me. And I'm so used to playing in the, in the old mindset, the, I guess the exploit, exploitative mindset or the exploitative style. And what's your job family situation? Uh, there, you have a family. Are there like, obligations to wife and children or what's the exactly. deal? Yeah, exactly. I have a family. Um, I have kids which are a little bit older, actually. I have kids in college, so they're a little bit, you know, they're not exactly kids anymore, but, um, uh, but yeah, I do have a wife and I have two, two kids who are, who are actually in college and uh, I have a stable job. I'm actually, uh, I work in the IT field, so I'm kind of a, I would say I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd slash analytical type of guy to begin with. So I think that helps my game for the most part also. For sure. Um, Any experience with online? Um, I, I played online. I played way back in the day when, you know, poker stars and full tilt were, were around. Um, I still play a little bit online, not, not as much because of the, you know, the unregulated sites. And I did have some money get, get tied up that I actually lost out on. Um, through absolute and ultimate bet and whatnot. Um, so I, I do play online still, but I don't keep very much money on there. And because I don't keep very much money on there, I don't play very high. I, I'd stay even lower than what I play live on there, to be honest with you. Got it. Okay. Just from listening to that, I would say that your best path if you wanted to start transitioning into playing more professionally would be to keep your job because i could i could go into a whole conversation about how people generally overestimate the job security that they have in a corporate realm and uh underestimate how secure poker is if you're actually a winning player but rather than do that um I think the easier way to to potentially just guide you into playing more is to honor the fact that you do have apprehension about making a hard transition. And the, logistically, you should, because the main reason I asked if you have a wife and kids is that like that is an immediate indicator that you need to be a little bit more careful with job security. If it was a 25-year-old kid that was just like, yeah, I work IT, but I have no... I don't have a family and nothing to really report to. 
I could, I could like reasonably tell him to be more aggressive with transitioning and quitting his job. Um, but I mean, I've, I've seen your situation or, or versions of your situation quite often. And I've, I've made the mistake in the past of contracting a guy who was like, I have a wife and kids. I'm ready to go all in on poker. I'll quit my job tomorrow. If, if you want to train me, stake me. Um, that's not worked out well, mainly because it puts way too much strain on him that he wasn't expecting. Um, especially if he doesn't have like a significant chunk of money set aside to navigate the, the potential variance for the first six months or so. Um, so what I've settled on is basically just in situations like yours, I would say honor the apprehension that you have because it's actually, it's actually a healthy stress <laughs> that you're feeling around going into uh, poker full time. Like this happens uh, sometimes when guys say, I feel like I should be playing the higher game, but it's so stressful. And they ask if that's a success barrier. And it really depends what your bankroll is. Like sometimes the reason that your body feels stressed out is because it's the smart part of your mind telling you this is too much risk to assume right now. And that's actually like a healthy stress. Uh, it's not always like you're just being afraid and you should, you should go play that game anyway. So I would say that if you wanted to start playing more, it would be the type of thing that you make room for after your job or on the side of your job. I wouldn't change your job at all. At most, maybe I would cut back some, a few hours if possible. Um, but I feel like it's a very good thing for you to hold on to with your situation with the family and the kids. And if you did drop it, it would make more time for you, but I think it would put an amount of stress on you that on average would be uh, destructive. So then the only question left really is how do you make the most use of your time when playing poker if you are interested in uh, playing more semi-pro? So like uh, that's what I would give you the label as a guy in your shoes who's going to keep his full-time job could become a semi-pro. I wouldn't really claim that anybody has gone professional until they're only doing it um, solely. And really that just comes into it comes down to the amount of hours you can commit to it per week. I would say like professional level is like 40 hours a week plus that they're committing to playing or studying. And then semi-professional is probably something like in the 15, 15 hour per week range. Um, and then recreationally is just like whenever you get a chance to go to the casino on the off weekend. So if you on, on, on a on a side note, not and not to interrupt, but I, I would say that I play on average. I play about between three and four times a week. Um, main the majority of my hours obviously come on weekends because uh, you know I, I don't have any commitment for you know Saturdays or Sundays, so I can play all night Friday night. I can play all night Saturday night. Um, Sunday, of course, is a little bit limited because of, of, you know, my obligation for Monday morning. But even even through the week, uh, you know, Monday through Thursday, I guess um, I'd probably play, you know, maybe two two of those days. And I'll average about a four between a four and six hour session for the most part on those days. So um, I, I would probably I would say I average anywhere between 15 and 25 hours a week. I try to get 
my goal typically is to get in a hundred hours a month. Um, that's pretty good. Month. That's actually what my online guys play who are contracted, <laughs> but they're playing <laughs> online. So it's, they're playing much more volume. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, that's actually like on the high end of what I would say semi pro for a live grinder. Um, mm-hmm. So how have your results been would be my next question. Just like over the course of your live career, specifically the last couple of years. I would say for the year, I'm probably, I make about maybe 30, 30,000 a year playing. I mean, that's a pretty good part-time job. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. It, it definitely supplements. It definitely supplements uh, what I do. What's your level of flexibility with the IT job? Are you pinned to certain hours a week, or is it more flexible? Um, I would say it's semi-flexible. Um, you know, I, I I just have to commit certain hours to it. Not not specifically from like nine to five, but I just have to put in, uh, you know, an average of a, of a, so many hours, if that makes sense. What would be your ideal situation if you could just, if you could map it? It doesn't even have to be realistic, but like, and and don't go so far as to be like, you know, I want to be number one poker player in the world, but like within the realm of reason of stretching your current um, limits, what would be like a, a result that you would be really happy with like a year from now if you made a significant change uh, in the amount of time you spent with poker? What were you hoping to gain by asking Ricardo this question? Something that I just sort of spontaneously started developing while I was doing these consults. I guess you'd call it a technique. Well, what I started to realize is most of you guys already know what they want. They're just having trouble stretching their imagination far enough to see that that's a potential reality and uh, th- that's a two-step process of getting them to see that and then helping them reel it in. The way you reel it in is to just reverse engineer it through logic and reason. Um, but that's why I'm sort of trying to take the pressure off and saying, you know, within the realm of possibility, it can be anything you want. Don't overthink it. Just tell me what would be a really good result for you here. Um, so depending on what he says, depending on how he answers that question, will determine how we sort of reverse engineer the goal. All right, let's see how he answers the question. Mm, I mean, I, to be honest with you, the biggest thing for me is just, uh, you know, with, like I'm sure with most is just the flexibility in general to be able to, I guess, in a sense, live off it and play when you want to play as opposed to, you know, not necessarily having to play necessarily every day. But that would be, you know, that's, I know, at least I look at it like it's not, I don't, I don't want to say that's not attainable, but I, I also look at it like I know that it takes time to get there. So I'm not sure if that's like a, a one-year goal or more of a five-year goal type of a thing. But that would be, that's my, my big goal. Because I, I, um, I, I did take a, a short period of time where I was playing just, it was extremely short. I'm talking about like three months, basically. Where I was just playing, I, I wasn't working because I was kind of in between jobs. 
So, I, and it was, you know, those three months were great. I, I loved it. You know, I, you know, was able to spend time at home with kids, do whatever I wanted during the day. And then in the evening, for the most part, I would go, you know, put in my few, my hours, my session time. And it was, I traveled everything. It was, it was a dream basically to, to put it, you know, nicely. And something like that, just like I said, just having that brief taste of it in those in that three month period was was great. Yeah, explain but, that. Explain that three month period to me again. What was different yeah. about it? Well, I was like, like I said, I was I was between I was between jobs. So, but I also had I had I guess what you call a, a, a nest egg. I had money saved and everything, so I wasn't you know I wasn't in a hurry to get the next job. Although I was kind of looking, I was like, well, let me try this poker thing out for a little bit and, and like i said i did it and it, and like i said it was fantastic completely fantastic i mean i loved it i loved everything about it but um i just you know being with the, with the amount of money i was making and i guess at the, the level i was playing the stake i was playing it just wasn't it didn't seem like it was going to be uh you know attainable as a long-term type of thing because i mean granted don't get me wrong three thousand dollars a month is 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 not like you said it's a good part-time job but for to support a family thirty thousand dollars isn't much to support a family at that point but like i said as far as as far as the time and everything but it was so it was i mean it was the best time i've had in my life (laughs) to be honest with you like i said i had no no other than you know the financial part I didn't have a worry in the world. I, I, like I said, I, you know, got, I didn't have to worry about getting up to go to work. I didn't have to, you know, I, I didn't have to worry about any of that. I was at home when I wanted, I went out when I wanted, I ate when I wanted, I did everything when I wanted, I had so much freedom. And that's, to me, that's the, that's the, I guess the draw. Bingo. We get to what Ricardo genuinely wants. And Nick, I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons why I love the audio format. You can actually hear the excitement in his voice when he says the word freedom. And the relief too. Yep. The relief and the excitement. For me, this was that moment where it's like, okay, we've gotten to his North Star now we got to reverse engineer it. Um, and I think what it does show is that you get a guy who speaks in that way. You see his, you can see his insides light up when he gets to that North star moment. You can see this guy actually does really have a passion for playing, but that passion depends on him not being pressured to play. Which is and not good at, for somebody who is a professional poker player. Not good. And it is repairable as long as he's put in an environment that doesn't pressure him to do the thing that he's not ready to do at a high frequency. Like two types of players, the guy that has ultimate drive and ultimate discipline. And then the guy who has a lot of passion, but doesn't feel like he's being supported in that passion. That's the, that's the guy who will be like, I only play when I want to play and has a little bit of laziness to him. I think that guy can still get to a place where he can play a lot of hours in a fun way. Um, But that motivational system is in need of repairment because he hasn't had a support system there in the past that tells him it's okay to play when you want to play. And if you just keep doing that more, you'll enjoy the game more. 
which will result in you playing more. Yeah, there's no quicker way to burn out as a poker player than to put yourself in a position to continue playing when you don't feel the drive and the game no longer feels fun. You just burn out. And what ultimately would happen if Ricardo's not nurtured in the right way is that the freedom he's searching for will actually turn into a cage once again when it comes to poker because he'll find himself not wanting to play and still playing and realizing, oh, this wasn't actually the thing that I was searching for ultimately. It'll turn into the same feeling that he has towards his normal job that he's trying to get out of. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that's the thing for sure. So like if, if we were going to reverse engineer this, I would do it around that. How do we create a plan to have you with more freedom six months from now? And like, honestly, man, I think that the simplest way to start would be like, if you could just work one day less at your job and have one more day playing poker, that would probably have like a substantially positive impact on your life based on what you just based on what you just described, the optimal situation for you would be to work as few hours at your IT job as possible so you could have as max freedom to do anything else you wanted without having to worry about losing your IT job. Yep, that makes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because like, it, it's, really important that, it's really important that if you get stressed out enough from a downswing or whatever, that you can always go back and... Uh, pick up more hours at your stable job that is going to make you because that will give you that security that you're not doing anything irresponsible which is really important because if you feel like you're doing something irresponsible by playing poker too much and and sort of like uh you know quitting your job then that'll actually affect your play and your relationships at home too everything will get stressful so what is the what's the possibility that you could potentially scale down the hours at work and sort of like that would be your shot i would say that would be the equivalent of you taking a shot like if you're like okay for the next three months with this amount of money that i feel like i'm okay with taking a shot with i'm going to drop my work by x percent and i'm going to spend that time in the casino and i don't have to worry about anything because the worst thing that can happen is my shot fails and i just go back to work and build up more of a bankroll um, securely. Um, I don't think it'd be. I don't think it would be that difficult. I mean, I guess it just it depended on the amount, like you said, the percentage wise. If we're talking about cut it in fifty percent, then yeah, that would be extremely that'd be extremely difficult. But uh, I mean, if we're talking about, like you said, maybe one day, eight hours, that's not that wouldn't be that's not out of the possibilities. Are you self-employed, by the way, or are you working for a company? I work for a company, but it's, it's like I said, it's extremely flexible. Well, I would start there, bro. I would trim it by a number that feels still responsible. Like my gut is telling me like 15 to 20% cut your hours back. That gives you one more day a week at the casino or, mm-hmm. or just doing whatever you want to do that, that symbolizes freedom. And you right. might see like, uh, dramatic increase in um 
your weekly fulfillment just by doing that. And then if you if you're like, wow, this is great, and like I really want to try to push this one day further, then mm-hmm. maybe it goes from fifteen twenty percent to forty percent less hours that you work IT and and more that you play poker. The issue with a guy like you pushing towards pro is that you could do it at two five. You could do it at one two two five, but you'd have to play so many hours. Then the only other option is that you move up to five ten and play the same amount of part-time hours that you are now. But then at that point, your game is going to have to get better and you'll have to be focused more on improving. So it's not really practical. Like I would never advise a part-time guy to go play 5-10 unless it was like literally the best games in the world. You know what I mean? Or unless he just had a lot of money. So I feel like you have to approach this in a bit more of an incremental way. You've identified what it is about the logistics of poker that really give you fulfillment which is just the freedom of it and you're in a you're you're actually in like a better place than a lot of people with corporate jobs because you have flexibility Uh so i would i would start by sensing into what is a reasonable number that i could cut back on work hours and devote that time to playing poker so that you feel responsible like you still are basically working but you're not working so much in poker that it would be sacrificing the job security and i would just make a small adjustment like that to start like uh, over the next few months or so and see how it feels and then if it feels really good and you end up like uh, being on somewhat of a heater you might look down at 10 10k extra in your pocket that you could say okay well i'm going to take uh, another shot with this and trim my hours by another 10 15 on the it job and you can just play with that like you you can actually play with that as it feels um like as it resonates with you without ever having to feel like you're doing something irresponsible, which is really important because like whatever conversation you have to have with, with your wife or your job, it's not like a dramatic conversation. It's just like, Hey, like I've been making money over here in poker and it's something I really like doing for some time now. And all I'm saying is I'm going to do that 10 to 15% more, more often. (laughs) That's, that's not a huge convo. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And I think a lot of what takes pressure off of making a choice like this is like, it doesn't have to be a black and white decision. And it, it can be just like a little nudge in the direction of uh, poker because that's what you want. That's what you like more. And then the more results you get that say that that's actually a reasonable option, the more you just lean in that direction. And you won't even get resistance leaning in that direction if you do it slowly. Because your wife will see, well, he's actually making money at this. So how the fuck am I going to say that he shouldn't do it? And then your job, well, they're just responding to whatever you want anyway. It's The conversation with them is just ultimately going to be, how few hours can I work for you and still re- keep, remain employed? And right. as long as yeah. you get that number, you can, you can make sure that you just don't push past it. Um, unless you actually do want to go pro, in, in which case we have an, another call and another conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the, to be on, to be hundred percent honest, the conversation is has been had with with my wife multiple times. She's she's seen my results, and she's she tells me consistently with the amount of money you make in the such limited time that you make it, you know that you play like you said the twenty five hours a week. Why not just do this full time instead? But like I said, there's I have that apprehend, apprehension inside of me because. I don't know if that's again sustainable. Number one, long term, or that's just a really small sample size, you know. 
or or number two and number two like i said i've never done it full time so i've never had to rely on having a good month or a good session in order to pay to pay the bills so i don't really know how much extra stress that's going to incorporate into into sitting down every you know when i do when i do sit down i would go out on a limb and say that you definitely have edge in these games and that your results are not variants i mean i know the average caliber of a 200 nl live reg speaking with you for 30 minutes i mean i think you're above the competence level substantially of the average player at that table so let's let's say that you definitely do have edge um but we don't want to put so much stress on you at the table that that edge gets crushed by um by just bad decision making under pressure basically so i think this solution's a really good one to start it's just like free up one more day i've done this before too like the, this is a big tr- this is a big impact that this will have like you're literally it's not just one more day of poker it's one less day of work too so it's like this weird double effect um yeah i mean i wish i had more for you but i feel like there's nothing else there's nothing really else this is a simple one to me the beauty of doing it this way is that it's not really a dramatic thing like oftentimes the mistake that, that, that gets made is to go black and white from zero to 90 with something and then you put too much pressure on yourself but i think you have the per- you have probably the perfect situation for being able to to do this in an incremental way your wife is accepting of poker you have a a more flexible job than most guys do and you've identified that what you really love about poker is the freedom so adding even one more day of that will already give you a a pretty substantial life ev boost yeah i definitely want to give it a shot like i said at, at a minimum like you said test it out for for a few months three months or whatever like i said like i said those three months that i that I did have that freedom were just amazing. So, I mean, just listen, so listening to you talk about that period of time, it's like the thing I'm 100% confident in is you have to find a way to cultivate more of that into your life. Because like, it's, it's clear that mm-hmm. that's when you've been the most happy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, I can, I can, you know, no doubt about that in my mind. Closing thoughts. Why did you choose this one to add as an episode? I think it's super common, like I said at the beginning, for people to take this approach to going professional and think that it has to be an all or nothing thing. What you're seeing through the suggestions specifically toward like the last quarter of this is that the real fear is that he might be doing something irresponsible. That's what he doesn't want to feel irresponsible. So if we can just develop a more gradient method for him to make this transition where every step along the way, it feels responsible because he's showing some results in the direction that he wants to transition to completely. And every time he shows results, he can surrender some time in the real world job that he doesn't want to actually be at, but that does provide him with some financial security. So if we just sort of chunk it like that, it can start to make a lot more sense to the person why this actually is a realistic path and that it doesn't need to be an irresponsible journey. Um, It just needs to be sort of compartmentalized. 
I think that's like the real skill set that that someone lacks when they're looking at something in a binary way. And it just takes a little bit of creativity to be able to say, well, let's actually break this thing down into parts so that we can look at it realistically. So I hope this helps anybody who is in that semi-professional stage where they find themselves thinking about going pro, but then they find them, there's like this ping pong effect where it's like black and white, black and white. I'm either all in or I'm all out and I can't find a way to actually get any leverage going on this, on this dream that I have. This is the way you do it. And um, I hope that by seeing it occur in someone else, it gives you a little bit more leverage to be able to apply it to your own situation so you can start to map this thing out. What's really awesome to me is, like you said, it doesn't have to be binary. It can be just putting one foot in the pool and dealing with that uncomfortability versus just jumping into the deep end and it just being too much for you to where you realize after you quit your job, leave your stable income, that poker is not the thing that's going to ultimately lead you to freedom. And then you're kind of screwed, right? If you're taking the more tentative approach and just taking one step at a time, you can, you can get to the point to where you're like, okay, this is too uncomfortable. So I'm just going to get out of the pool and go about your life and try to find that freedom in some other way. So I think that, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great advice, great wisdom for folks who have a career transitioning into the world of poker. 